Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Talking with a Dad, episode 86, with our special guest, Mr. Light Burley. Thank you for coming on this evening. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All the time. All the time. This is one we've been looking forward to for, like, I think at least two months now. Uh, yeah. We've been trying yeah. to work out a work out a good date. Then, obviously, we had the holidays, and everything is a little bit harder around then. But this is one we're both very excited for. I mean, Steve and I both are... I have a love for every martial art and, and love the beauty of boxing and such. So I think it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be wild. It's going to be absolutely wild. Ladies and gentlemen, all the time. Burley's in the building, man. Let me tell you folks, let me tell you guys how this went down. Right. So I was at my day job, which I never, we never talk about where we actually work. Zach and I used to work at the same place and I was feeling inspired. Right. I was like, today's the day I do something bold. And I'm like, I'm just going to hit this man up. I'm like, I'm going to hit him up, see if he responds. And when you hit me back, like, I'm in. I literally stopped talking to the customer. I was, with. I was like, man, I'm sorry. Whatever your problem was that you were just addressing, <laughs> that, that shit's going to work itself out. <laughs> Called Zach up. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, let me, let me, let me give you a little background before I let the man do some talking about himself. There are a lot of people I love to watch and consume content and have gotten a chance to talk to, you know, and uh, – People I admire. I admire fighters and I admire minds behind fighting. And I think that this man is a fighter. I know that he is, but even more rare, he has the mind of a martial artist. So, Mr. Burley, would you please introduce yourself for the people? Oh, man. Thank you. Excellent rollout. Thank you. Beautiful rollout. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know me by now, I'll go by the name of Light Burley, full time martial artist, uh, the bringer of the very little known art of 52 blocks, which is now the fastest growing martial art of today, which is, you know, that is a big uh, uh, feather in the hat. Yes, sir. Proud of that. We grind it. It's, you know, it's only been a, uh, we've only been a 15 year overnight success. So we're very proud of that. (laughs) No overnight success is an overnight success, man. None. It's it's a known thing in business where the longer you're a business, the the faster your overnight success is. So, Mr. Mr. Burley, I'm like, so let me tell you how, let me tell the folks how I found you, right? One day I was on YouTube and I I happened to just be looking up stuff. My buddy's in the chat right now. His name's Fat Mantis and he's a, what you would call a practitioner of uh, Kung Fu. I am a gentleman that studies uh, jujitsu, traditional Uh boxing and Muay Thai boxing. So me and Mantis have had some heated debates and I was just looking for some stuff to roast him with because he, you know, he he studies Kung Fu. To be more uh, exact, Mantis, correct me if I'm wrong, he studies Wushu. And, you know, I I razz him all the time and I'm just like, hey man, if I could show you something a different look would you be willing to and he's like yeah just show it to me and he's he's regard he's talking about mma right so i look up some stuff and i'm just like wing chung versus literally that's how it started i typed in <laughs> wing chung versus and i start making my way down to videos and some very interesting cats as you know when you type in wing chung on youtube you're you're gonna be exposed yes. to oh yeah you could be there today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then i find a video that was very interesting by a gentleman who's a police officer in chicago and a man who said that his exact quote was that my Wing Chun is so deadly that it's like an atomic bomb going off. So I was like, well, I, anyone that makes that claim, I got to watch it. I you make my way. Through. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen him actually touch hands with anyone. But then I stumbled onto a video with a gentleman who had flown in. I could tell he was from New York. I'm pretty sure I know which borough he's from. And he, he introduced you. He's like, this is Light Burley. I brought him here because I wanted to have him join this seminar. And I could tell you guys had just wrapped the seminar, and I could tell him, like, they must have just sparred or something. And he started talking 
about you guys touching hands. Can you mm-hmm. can you can you if you're allowed to, can you tell us about that interaction and what that uh, was like of it? <laughs> oh, it was uh, um the great thing about that was uh <clears throat> um I had a diving board because uh there was a whole the whole um uh uh um back and forth in fifty two about who had the real fifty two was at a fevered pitch. So they had called out to Dominic Izzo and told them, You shouldn't have Light Burley there. He's a fraud. Right. And you know, you're disrespecting your school having a fraud. And Dominic later told me he told them, Well, if he's a fraud, he gotta be very stupid because we're you know, he's gonna be exposed here. I got the peoples. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so when so when I got there, I'm doing my whole, you know, my whole performance and they're impressed, but I can see by the faces, not everybody's too impressed. So I do my thing where I let people try to hit me to show them the level of defense. They were like, okay, that that was cool, but still not impressed. And I'm like, hmm. And as I'm talking to one of the uh, Wing Chun guys, one of the other guys there, and I'm explaining something, and I'm telling them why he couldn't catch me. I'm moving, and he punches me in the face. And I'm like, whoa, I was, I was still talking. He's like, well, you know, when you move in close to us, we attack. I said, oh, okay, sounds good. Can I get a set of gloves? <laughs> so let's do this again. <laughs> and what happened is I ended up sparring everybody there, including my good friend, Mr. Dominic Izzo. And um, I think that was the awakening of, um, you know, what he had, you know, because, you know, it, it's true. Like, you know, a lot of the Wing Chun concepts is, you know, moving, getting close. And that's true. Um, but when you have someone who doesn't allow the getting close, it becomes more difficult. And right. I think that's what was seen was that, um, you know, when you're playing with somebody who has footwork, it's going to be a totally different story. And he was blown away. He was like, uh, those some guys called and said you were frauds. They were totally wrong. Here's your money. <laughs> it was a great seminar. <laughs> Dominic Izzo was the greatest man ever. He, you know, he paid me good money and, and he saluted me. And to this day, and that video has brought me a lot of attention because of it, because he had a big following. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, it was, um, you know, in SPAR, you know, in the gym, we always say what happens in the gym stays in the gym. Yes. But um, they were, as the, you, they were very impressed. There was a uh, military there. There was an MMA fighter there, and um, they were all impressed. So you know, I um, really uh, <laughs> count that seminar as one of my level ups there because that was that was big for me. You know, I was you know I didn't you know to have the um, like uh, the military and people there of that nature. That was a total different look from what I'm used to. So it was great. Great. And uh, salute to Dominic Izzo, if you're yeah. listening. <laughs> so, Zach, a little back uh, backstory of Dominic. He is not the type of man, right? I lived in Chicago for a few years, South Side. He is not the type of man that gives out compliments early. He no, has a, no, a, a whole sure. backstory. Uh, no. If you really want to trigger him, trigger him, ask him about Jeet Kune Do, and then ask him his thoughts on Bruce Lee. And it's not that he's going <laughs> to become triggered, but this is a man that has – he doesn't give out the compliments sure. easy. No, I think he it, does not. I think a good way to like really get the people to understand why that's so important. Can you tell the listening audience what it 52 blocks is? Um, it's a, it's a defensive system. And 
you know, and the thing when you say defensive system, I think it confuses people because a lot of arts are defensive systems. Like, you, you know, you're defending yourself. But this is defensive in the actual sense is that you're studying the art of how not to be hit. It is the mm-hmm. elephant in the room. It is, you know, because we all, you know, in our mind, we all, we only have what we're going to do to the other person. Rarely do we think, well, what if he starts kicking my ass? So defense is rarely ever a thought <laughs> because your mind is I'm going to step in there, boom, bow the bang, he's going to the locker room. You know, I'm I'm to be the victorious one. That's just, you know, how this, how we see it. And it's hard to see yourself being the one being carried out. And this is why defense needs to be studied because that's a probability once you enter the fight is that you can be – you will be hit too. So 52 blocks is the answer to that, which is there's very few answers. And I've done a lot of martial arts and most martial arts defense are particular to what they're doing. Like Muay Thai's defense is particular Muay Thai's not actually good defense because a boxer would touch them up. They stand right. pretty mm-hmm. wide open, but in a boxer's defense is only good with a boxer. Muay Thai guys eat boxers up trying mm-hmm. to end and, and then you take the leg kick and you bend right into the leg kick. So right. the, most defenses are particular to each style. Mm-hmm. Two is the is one that's all. It's like an umbrella for all. This defense can be put on judo, karate, boxing. It's just that boxing was the avenue because it was introduced when uh, black men were allowed to compete in their first sport, which was boxing. Mm-hmm. And what we brought in was the eye of defense. Offense was already there. You had fighters like Bobby Fitzmons, yeah. who was credited for the solar plex punch, which became the left hook. Oh. So it was like two sides of a coin coming together. Right. Then it be, it went from being a brutal art done in behind salon, um, speakeasies and stuff like that to the sweet science. Right. Because it now had the counterpart, which was defense. So... You know, my teacher would tell me, is there any surprise that they, you know, you know, uh, there would be a style of 52 blocks, you know, being that defense is, you know, primal attribute, you know, and I was, it started to make sense over just break dancing because I heard all of the rumors like it started from a card deck, it started from right. a jail. <laughs> you know, <laughs> being jailed, throwing cards on the floor, and you had to block them by picking them up. And I used to think that would be very damn hard. Like, what's the card? I got big fingers. I'd be getting beat up because I could never get the cards off the ground. So, it was like, right. You know, you I heard all of these myths, and I couldn't, and it kind of confused you on like, what is this art? And to this day, there's still a lot of 52 men that can't really break down what they're doing. Like, you know, I had one guy come all the way from Germany and uh, he said I was doing it wrong and we sparred and I hit him. And he said, wait, don't you know I'm half blind? Look at my eye. You're going to step in the ring with a bear? And like, like, he was doing a move called the shampoo. And I was like, so what, what, you know, what are you looking at? What's happening? And he's like, you know, you just, you just start shampooing. It's like, well, what's happening? Like, is it for overhand? kick like he had no explanation and that is was one of the big problems of 52 is that the science started leaving it it became mm-hmm. so flash and pretty kind of like kung fu and wushu 
You know, like there was a time when Kung Fu was real shit. Like when the man, go, man, the mongrels and the Manchurians was taking over China, they yeah. did this stuff to fight back. Like they weren't right. doing it for wushu reasons. It was like Wing Chun for combat. Like, you know, I was, telling, I, I always get into it with the Wing Chun guys because I'm hard on all arts because I think you need to be critical of all arts. But I've said that the art is the man. So mm. a Wing Chun man now, we just watched the MMA dude kick his ass. Like, one dude yeah. got beat up by a guy who had one hand behind his back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah, I yeah. said, if we took one of those Mink Wing Chun men, ass, <laughs> I bet the guy from back in the day, the yeah. Wing Chun guys that were fighting for their lives, I bet yes. if you put them in the ring, it wouldn't be an easy victory. So, you know, it's not the art, it's the man. You know, it's 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 good to hear you say that. There he is, folks. We're back. We're back. We're back. Yes, sir. I had to switch up phones. I switched up to the Andrew to the LG. Yeah, there yes. it is. Yes. Okay, I'm telling you, you can't trust Apple, man. They're monitoring us and they're trying to kill our stream. This is the new world order, folks. No, we're not that type. Of, we're not that type of YouTube channel. I don't want to well, scare only uh, yeah. only occasionally. <laughs> Occasionally we do um, So the last thing I think the uh, the fans heard and they were really digging it, man, was uh, your breakdown of how tradition, uh, how ancient Wing Chun would beat uh, a modern day MMA fighter. So I'm sorry to make you go through that again, but if you can no, give it, no, a- um, and, and you know, as I was saying, is uh, you take a Wing Chun man that's fighting off mongrels and Manchurians, raping his wife and trying to kill his kids, right? Compared to this. Uh, the Wing Chun guys now that are, um, you know, being beat up by this MMA guy, and right. um, you'll see a total difference, and not just because of, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, defending your life is that is when you're defending your life, the training is going to be that much more particular over these guys that are doing forms, beating up a Wing Chun dummy, do a couple of hours of chi sao, getting there with the MMA guy and get pummeled. And you know yes. what I'm saying? You get turned yes. to mashed potatoes, you know. So it's it, it's the it's the level of training that um shows if the art can be used. Like I was telling one of my students, it's like the brain, like you know, we're talking look at the the instruments, microphones, all of these stuff's a manifest thought that a man came up with, you know, like I'm going to make a microphone, something that I could talk on, people can, you know, that was a thought and now it's a, phys- a physical product. So to believe your mind couldn't master our art and use it in real time is like kind of silly. It's right. just your mind knows your bullshit. Right. <laughs> so if sure. you're only training on the Friday, you go yeah. to your you go to your Muay Thai class or whatever your class is on the Friday, you get caught you get into a fight on the Sunday, you're getting beat up. And you're gonna say, Why didn't it happen? Why why can why didn't I bust out my kicks and stuff? Because you didn't um convince the person that matters, which is you. And right. the Wing Chun guy back in the day who was fighting his family, he had no TV, no Instagram. So when he woke up in the morning, he trained Wing Chun from the time he woke up to the time he went to sleep and for combat. So when right. it came time, he was ready to go. You know, you right. look at Khabib, who's up in there mauling people in the UFC, and then we see videos of him wrestling the bear when he was little. Right. That's the reason. <laughs> right. He was wrestling like a real live bear. Like, imagine right. what... He, 
and this was when he was young, when your mind is like looking for anything, like you can be taught anything at that age because your mind is just looking for information. So he was fed wrestling with a bear. Now he gets in the UFC and he treats men like rag dolls. Like he mm -hmm. just totally immobilizes them. Is that the art? Is that the is that the technique he's using? No. Is that his mind is so built on to that? Like you know, he's so attached to that. Like you scare him, he puts you in the choker hole. You scare right. someone else, they run the other way. Sure. That's his reaction. Right. <laughs> like that's his his bad his bad reaction is to choke the shit out of you. <laughs> like that's what you know. And there's no one better at it for sure. You, that's yeah, true. Like how do you beat that? So that's why I say the Wing Chun men of old would totally, you know, destroy these new Wing Chun guys and show you what a Wing Chun fighter is really about. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny you say that because all right, so. You're a type of 52 blocks, and I'm not speaking as someone that's an expert, but I'm someone that researches a lot of things before I open my mouth. And I've seen some other practitioners, and I've uh -huh. noticed, I've heard you say a term that usually you only hear Wu-Tang say about, you know, they would just say it about uh, R&B rappers back in the day, like, is rapping bullshit. But you kind of turned that into, like, fake kung fu, even in regards yeah. to 52 blocks. Like, when you're talking about yeah. the brother doing the shampoo, yeah. I remember you telling a cat where, uh, actually... I hope it's okay if I tell the story, but oh, someone yeah, gives, someone sent down one of their students to challenge one of your students, yeah. and you bust, you busted out the camera. It all looked very respectful. I know exactly what park these guys were at, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is actually about to go down right now." And yeah. you let them go up against uh, one of your guys, and you're narrating it, and you're like, you know, we see this guy doing a lot of stuff. He's doing the Philly shell, you know, he's moving his hands around and stuff like that, but there's no purpose to it. And I'm watching your student. And Zach, I'll send you this video. I think I did send it to you. True. Burley's student is in a traditional boxing stance. It doesn't mean he doesn't know all of the things that are taught to him by, you know, in learning for two blocks, but his application was different. And I remember he yeah. walked that man down and walked I see walked him down. Head movement was on point. And before I knew it, you were stopping the fight because he tagged him with one clean yeah. cross and you were like, all right, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, his emotion was riding up because he was already feeling offended that they would come down there and challenge me. And I didn't realize yeah. the the before that video, what's not seen is I had spent a half an hour trying to talk him off the ledge. Like, listen, <laughs> buddy, this is not like fantasy. This is not going to go the way you think. He just won the golden gloves. He's smoking hot. He yeah. smoked like he he the embers were still on him. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like he was still hot. And I was like, you don't want to do this. He was like, nah, we heard that, you know, your style of 52 is not correct. And you know, I do this and and I'm like, listen, man, none of that stuff is gonna work. And I had got so mad because he was just you know, shooting down everything. I said, you know what? All right, put the gloves on. <laughs> so that's why I jumped in and stopped it, because I seen my student young Burley was he was getting to that point like he his emotions was riding up and it was yeah. and, and they and they're doing it on concrete so nobody yeah. wants to be yeah, knocked out sure. on concrete and you know so um but yeah that that was uh that was a lot of the stuff uh the attack we were under because um um I wouldn't bend to the rule of um 52 the the problem with 52 is it became too much of a flash in the pan. When I was right. coming up, it had a lot of science, and the science were usually boxers. And there were right. some kickers. There were some karate guys, but it was mainly boxers. But um, 
it's it, it started to get to this point where it was all flash. Like the younger guys right. have forgot the science. Like even when my teacher, I met my teacher, I had the shapes. And he was like, all right, let me see something. So I threw up my skull and bones. I came with my punch. He said, okay, block look like something, but you're punched like a bitch. And I'm like, oh, whoa, what happened? <laughs> I had never known all this time that I've been swinging like a But he was correct. I was punching with this part of my hand. And this is what we would, because it, we, you know, you slap box so much that yes. your punches start to follow the ways of a slap. And that's not correct. And that's what Wilson Pitts, shout out to Wilson Pitts who spend time correcting me. So now my skull and bones comes with straight right, left hooks, you know, the correct style of punching. And I get like, well, your style looks different from everybody. And it's like, well, it's, you know, I'm putting nobody's style down, but it's based more in science over um, uh, I'm going to look good. And it happens to all arts. Like Wing Mm -hmm. Chun has it, you know, there's parts of Muay Thai that kind of go into more religious cultural ways than the actual fight so it happens with all arts and right. it's nothing new with 52 that the uh prettiness of it can overshadow the signs like tai chi right. tai chi has been completely destroyed like the it, it was a maiming art it was an art known for maiming men now a whole bunch of old people with arthritis <laughs> and bad backs are in the park <laughs> doing this shit <laughs> It's like it's it's maiming nobody anybody no no more. Like the maiming days are over. Like so, (laughs) any art can go into that direction, and Fifty Two went in that direction, and that was the the reason why it started to fall off the map. So, um, yes, they they, a lot of the other Fifty Two guys in the beginning um, didn't agree with my style, and they wanted to keep it more uh, street. Um, orientated, which is nothing wrong with that. A lot of artists come from the streets, right? And um, so they we we had differences there. But um, I know my whole my whole look on it was that in the seventies we had a whole lot of fantasy because we didn't really know. Like you know, I walk we walked around with you know ninja swords and, <laughs> and stars throwing yeah, stars yeah. and. We had nunchucks in our pockets and shit because of Bruce. Like, so we were all still confused, but something happened. (laughs) And it was called the MMA. And if you're still confused, you got to be a fool now. Like, the MMA has solved all of the riddles. Like, in the beginning of the MMA, there was, like, Wing Chun versus karate. And I seen one, and the one guy was like, I studied the five animals. My five animals style is impact. And he was fighting the karate guy. And when the match started, the karate guy came out, kicked him in his head, and he was on the ground with his manners. And they was, everything was sleep. The man, him and the manners was snoring. <laughs> he was doing snoring manners. Oh, and no. it was just a regular kick. It was a regular head kick. He'd never seen it coming because he was caught up in his manners. He was trying to be a mantis when he's a human, and he got kicked in his head. So the, oh, so the MMA had filtered out in the beginning. They used to say, you know, the styles. They they seen the bullshit, and they was like, all right, MMA. <laughs> Enough yeah. of um, crab versus boxing because it was total bullshit. The arts that rose to the top, boxing, yeah. kicking, wrestling. And now you have the refined MMA. Sure. So it's like if you're confused now on what works, you gotta be kidding. You know what I'm saying? Is that not that um the mantis couldn't work, but I'm pretty sure in this time it could have worked under its 
under under the environment they was in. We're in a whole new environment. Sports science is up. It's yeah. up. It's you crazy. Know, people, yeah, people know things. You you can meet a regular guy in the street and he may arm bar you, or you'd be going to the, yes. the supermarket. <laughs> <passing> out, like, <laughs> Everybody knows an arm bar. Like you yeah. can get arm bar by anybody now. So it ain't you know uh, no not fight knowledge is up. So the mm. fact that there's still these kung fu fantasies is really amazing, and it's only a fantasy because. You know, you cannot train the amount of hours you really need to become proficient. And that's the real Kung Fu fantasy that no Kung Fu school is telling you, telling you. And I'm sorry, they may kill me like Bruce Lee because I'm <laughs> I'm just kicking the truth right here is that you the hours you need to really be proficient. You know, it, 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 you know, two hours at the local dojo ain't going to really do it. No, sure. and it's funny. It's funny because I see the parallels between that. It's funny that you bring up Bruce Lee. I see the parallels between Bruce and your own story. So I know that you faced oh. some of the persecution, but from the fifty-two yeah. black community, as you were stating, oh, yeah. and I know that uh, you've also faced the persecution from traditional boxers. So yes. you've had boxers come down who've who've yeah. basically come to say that fifty-two isn't effective. In an actual yeah. straight up Western boxing match. And the reason they would say that, Zach, is because they've also bought into the hype. They're like, I have the straight line. I'm going at this man. None of the Philly shells, none of that stuff is going to mm -hmm. work. Can you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like, Light? Oh, man. It was, it, and, and my teacher told me that, and, and it was a high compliment, and it was, but it was kind of the truth. He said, You know, your story is kind of like Bruce Lee because everybody was coming to the park. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I was meeting them all, and um, yeah, and and what it what it breaks down to once again is is um, I've said it that offense is ego, defense is humility. So whenever ego is involved, it's always going to be oh, I'll be the one to break the shell. I'll yeah. be the one to get through. Yeah. You know, even if you're playing the game, you know, even if in like, you know, when I was in mil military school, I, I like to play hockey and I like to be the Goldie. And that was one of the things. It's like Goldie is serious business because it comes down to you. Like it's all on you and everybody wants to be the one that gets it in. So sure. I think that's what it is with most fighters is that if you proclaim to be a man of defense, they want to be the one that breaks the shield. Kind of like right. Mayweather. Yeah, I was like, about to Mayweather's say that. Whole career. That's what sells people... tickets. Right. Exactly, and he got smart on it. Mm -hmm. Like in the yeah. beginning, when he was Pretty Boy Floyd, he really wanted to be a knockout artist. I've heard Steve he say this fifty to... times. <laughs> <laughs> this I know exactly he what you're gonna he, say. He didn't have the hands to be the knockout artist he wanted to be, mm -hmm. and yeah. he learned that um, the crowd didn't love him like a Ali. Right. And a lot of boxers. They, it kills their career once they find out that the crowd doesn't love them the way they want. So what did Mayweather do? He played up the bad guy, and he played up the bad guy with his defense is that I can't be touched. So many of men stepped up to be the one. Oh, I'm going to be the one that chops his head. I'm going to be the one. And sure. it was kind of like that uh, gorgeous George mm -hmm. thing that yeah. Ali stumbled upon when he was bringing boxing back, when he seen the gorgeous George match, and everybody came to see gorgeous George lose. Yeah, everybody, you know what I'm saying? And he would celebrate at the end. Ali started doing that. And that's where Ali started, you know, running into people's gyms and making the fights way bigger. So everybody can be like, somebody needs to shut him up. 
And now right. you're coming to the fight to see this guy finally shut him up. And it and it doesn't happen. So Zach, let it, me shut up the let me set up the frame for you. This guy came down to challenge light. I say down, but I'm not going to shout out where you uh, where you guys are at. And so Light's breaking down his own fight, right? He's breaking down his own uh, sparring session. Light's uh -huh. got his gloves turned around. The boxer refused to turn his gloves around, and he wanted uh -huh. to keep it that way. Uh, Light, I'll let you tell him. Why do you turn your gloves around in those situations? I, um, you know, my teacher did it with me, and you know, and I've always said, told people I hit pretty hard, and I know in the state in, in the uh, motion of fighting, it can get real tricky. So to be safe. I turn my gloves around, and I'm the man of defense, so I, I kind of like living on the on the edge. But I turn my gloves around to make sure I don't hurt anybody. Because when I did it with him, he was like, "What type of gay shit is that?" And I said, "Oh no, this is for your safety. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to mess around and knock your ass out on concrete." <laughs> so, <laughs> and he was very thankful. He was very thankful. <laughs> I could tell. I could tell. So the the setup is, man. Uh, I'm getting to live my boxing analyst uh, dreams right now. Light is breaking down his own fight. You were talking to us earlier about systems. The one thing a lot of people don't know about getting stuck in their own systems, boxers get stuck in their own system. Yes. If you see someone pivot, and I'm, I love that you pointed this out, if a boxer sees you take the wrong footing in a stance, he's like, I got him. Light takes the wrong footing on purpose. Yeah. And the guys, uh, and, I, and you called it, man. He's like, so you see, yeah. he thinks he's got me, thinks he has me yeah. off balance. You turned around and you caught him with a, like a slight check hook. What tell me how did you develop that type of IQ for fighting, man? What got you there? A lot of uh fight, a lot of fight study. One thing my teacher told me, the great Wilson Pitts, is that you can't have a conversation with me until you watch four thousand hours of old footage. And <laughs> so <laughs> I went into my study, and um, one of the boxes I studied was a boxer named Jersey Joe Walcott, Walcott, and he had a move called the Cake Walk, and it was built off of that where he would. He would cross his legs right in front of you. You know, mm -hmm. you could see the box's eyes glimmer. And then he, you know, toss out another jab and he would cross again. And soon as you would rush in, he would pivot off of the cross and throw the right hand at you. And I loved this move. So I spent hours studying and he had, and it was just one of those moments when I was like, I think I can pull this off. Cause he was the, he was a comer. He's a boxer that he's, mm -hmm. he's bringing a fight to you. I, I do a lot of reverse polarity fighting which mm -hmm. people at that time called running. Yeah. <laughs> but I call it <laughs> fighting smart. So, you know, he was coming in and I, you know, and a lot of that move needs forward momentum. Like if we were just standing there and I did the move, it would have no effect on you. It would just be me crossing my legs in front of you. But the catch you as you're coming in mm -hmm. gives all momentum to the pivot to throw the right hand. So the um knowledge the fights the fight smarts came from fight study like that's the one thing wilson would tell me you can jump rope you can you know you can do burpees but your brain can't do a push-up so how right. do you get your brain to do a push-up sure. you know fight study you read and you know you absorb and you see what others have done right and what they've done wrong so you know i watched you know so many boxes to see what moves brought them to the top and what moves, you know, took them down. So right. um, that's a part of what I brought to 52 was a whole look at of fighters that use 52, Archie Moore, Jersey Joe Walcott, uh, Benny Briscoe, Pernell Whitaker, Mayweather, yes. the Philly shell is an element of 52 blocks, the, the principle of it. 
And right. so he gave me this knowledge to look back at all these boxes and see like, oh, this is what it is. It's not, you know, the flash of it that that turned into real flash was really just hand and body and foot faints, which right. is, you know, relevant to fighting. And, and any every every art has some type of faint, you know, the sure. Muay Thai, every art right. has a faint. So fifty two just uses a whole wide spectrum of faint. You know, head, hand. A lot of the blocks in the system aren't even blocks. The name itself came from the uh, five percenters who, you know, they were growing in the 80s and they kind of attached themselves to, which, you know, it, it all good and well. So they came five plus two is seven. It's the God yeah. number. So the, the name they came up with stuck. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, why is it 52 blocks? And I was always saying, like, you know, it's a sexy name. Like sometimes it's like, you know, <laughs> jailhouse, jailhouse rock doesn't just roll off the tongue. Yes. Jailhouse rock. <laughs> you know, it has, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have that thing. 52 blocks has that finesse. So, you know, I think it's the one that stuck besides having a big meaning. There's not actually 52 moves in the system that I teach, you know, it's mainly just the name itself. So, you know, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy because I've noticed another thing, and I want to set you up for this, man. You're uh-huh. you're huge into drilling, and I've seen that. Yeah. And I've I've drilled with people before. Uh, shout out to Jason Lee over at Henzo, a guy just like you. He's got a great mind for fighting and a great mind to teach people, train a person appropriately. But I've seen you drill people, and not one punch was thrown by the person you're drilling. And it's all been head movement, and it's all been shoulder movement. And I think that's yeah. the one thing that sets you up differently for 52. But I've noticed something. Your dynamic with your students is something that I really appreciate. Where did that come from, man? Uh, well, as far as, like, training them or, like... The, the- training them, the relationship, everything. Um, it's... it's I, I, I had a... I had one guy, shout out to my son, King Sean, who started training with me with his 14, lying to his mother, jumping on the path train to come to New York <laughs> from New Jersey. I, I don't know. I had this I had this strange attraction to uh, a wide dynamic of of um students and I think it really helped me. Like, you know, my I didn't I, my whole plan was to fight and my teacher was like, nah, you should train you should teach and make you a better fighter. And I was like, ah, nah. I'm trying to fight the world. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm saying it just getting away, but he was correct. As right. I opened up and I started training these, um, all of my students, I grew trying to explain it to them. And then, like you said, I had such a great dynamic. I mean, like every time I thought I, um, <clears throat> I had did it, it seemed like the universe would throw me another curveball. I had one guy mm-hmm. and tall guy and, um, he came and when I met him, he was sitting down and uh i could tell he was tall so i'm like hey what's going on you know let's go the park is this way so when he stood up his hands crossed and his legs crossed and he was like i mean like totally handicapped and mm. we're walking down the block together and i'm thinking in my head like did he see my videos like you know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like i'm i'm heavy on the footwork like it's like mm. the but i'm like the idea of for him to come to to learn this and to mm. put that on his shoulders, I said, "Motherfucker, we gonna get this. <laughs> we yeah. gonna get this work." And I came and I started training him, and it was the greatest. I mean, like I've had um, I've had a lot of great feelings from training people, but he was by far the greatest because there was an actual change. And my teacher used to tell tell me something. He said, "Oh man, it's confidence. All you're doing is giving a man confidence." 
and that's what he was given. And through that, whether he could take somebody down or not, he left that park feeling good. And the and that energy alone can keep most wolves off of you. Like I tell people, you know, if you are who you are, people know, you know, they, you can feel it. Like if a mechanic walks in the room, you can tell he got grease stains on his hand, on his clothes. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when a fighter walks in the room, you know, like that energy is real. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a natural thing. So that confidence of I'm good, people feel that. And, sure. and they stray away from you because you're not an easy target. Like you're not something that you know they want to take they're looking for energy that looks confused unsure of itself that's an easy mark you know so i seen with him is that it's more than just technique it's more than just a skull and bones he left with confidence that he can now go into the world with his handicap and say i'm i'm still i still can rock i'm still ready I, lo- I love it, man. Look, uh, I don't want to monopolize the entire interview. I-, I got I got a bunch of questions. I know Zach. <laughs> Listen, I-, I only have like <laughs> w- I have one question, right? That's yeah. it, right? And, and you're you're a wonderful mind in in fighting, and I could I could tell that from watching some of the videos and and just having this small conversation with you. Uh, in the recent years in, in MMA, we've seen a, a, a like a, a style change in which people are using mm-hmm. these low calf kicks, right? Uh, and it uh-huh. is it's ultimately changed the dynamic of fighting. It, it, mostly in the UFC is, is kind of what I watch and keep up with the most uh, other than boxing. Um, mm. And we see people change their styles because people, although um, John Jones have brought these low calf kicks in and, and really, yeah. you know, change the way that people fight and the people move in the, in the octagon because they're, they have to worry about that always in the back of their mind with every fighter. Now, is there something like that you could see like, with someone coming up in boxing that has a technique or a style that could potentially change the way everyone thinks because now they're like, Oh, okay, well, since this guy uh, and this, this camper, these, these people coming out of Philly, right. Are, are utilizing this technique. Is there, do you see something like that coming up? Do you think there is room for that in boxing since it's such a, such a, I guess a, an established sport now. That's kind of what I'm, I'm wondering. As far as far as boxing or MMA or, but I mean boxing, uh, boxing I could I could see because uh, you know, boxing is kind of you know lighter weight guys faster, uh, more counter punchers where where the bigger guys are just gonna try to either like I mean Fury's kind of the kind of the example the odd one out there where he's gonna outbox you no matter what, uh, and right. Wilder on the other hand uh, is gonna hit you no matter what right and there's everyone's usually in between that but boxing is a real is a really good example because it's you could see boxing, right? You could see where a guy's like, okay, I know where to throw this hook. Yeah. And it's so fundamental and so regimented. Is there something coming up or something that you, th- that you think there's room for that could totally shake this up? Um, I, I believe 52 to be, I, I believe 52 to be the, um, to add more style to it. And I think that's what's happening. You know, the, the, the moves never really change. They mm-hmm. just get more of a style to them. And like, yeah. um, even in MMA, I was saying that way in the back that it's not really going to get there until you get someone who can deliver it in such a way that makes people want to come out. And then now we have the style bender. We have John right. Jones mm-hmm. bones and, you know, um, primarily we love to see fights. Everybody loves to see the fight but um uh being able to make the fight look easy is what makes superstars sure and that's what 
That's the style benders. That's the John. The people who go in there and and because the prep, the fight is real. I remember when I took my first competition and we got everything we weighed. He said, "Now sign these papers." And I looked and said, "You you know, competing in this art in this sport, you could die." <laughs> I'm like, die? Like, yeah. we could die? That's like this, this death's happening. So anybody who can go in that arena and stand in front of death and make it look easy, they're going to be superstars. And um, that's what MMA need. Boxing already had that, but yeah, I believe um, like Yoel Romero, Romero, when he was fighting against the style bender and using a lot of elements of 52, I, um, <laughs> I, 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 I believe that helps bring the fight more for the crowd makes this the fight more stylistic for the mm-hmm. crowd because you got to know the crowd doesn't know you just ducked a, a left hook lead right. uppercut like they don't know all they seen was there was a flurry and then you moved away right. <laughs> they didn't know right. some high tech shit just happened you right. know so you know and, and it's the reason why grappling as good as it is it'll never outdo stand up you know you stay right. on the ground too long, they standing you up, even though there's high tech shit happening down mm-hmm. there. But all the crowd see there's two men laying on each other. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like if you're the you know, if you're the lame guy. So right. I, I just believe um there's always room for um uh more stylistic things to be added. And I think it's happening, which is defense is becoming relevant. Like you see the fighters hot dog and now in the MMA yeah. and, and one guy's dancing and making you miss and like the stylistic style of defense is now becoming the top dog. Lomachenko, mm-hmm. the, uh, it, we're looking for the guys that can make you miss now when it used to be about the guys that can hit. And it's, sure. it's always going to really be about those guys. But those guys are not as appealing to the eye unless you're just knocking everybody out. That's the only other way you can get the crowd in there. Like if right. you just come in and it's boom. Go home. <laughs> you know, saying the crowd will love you, but if it's going to be a drawn out fight, we gonna right. you know the crowd is going to want some style to it. Finesse. And I think that's what's happening now is even in boxing over the older days, it's becoming way more stylistic, way more entertaining. And um, you know, I I, I think that fifty two can make that happen because True. it already has a built in swagger. Yep. Okay, yeah, the finesse, right? The fin- that's why yeah. Lomachenko got. Got so yeah. big so fast with only you know exactly. eighteen or nineteen fights under his uh, under his belt is because he's the guy who's going to come in hit you three times and he's going to move before uh, you know mm-hmm. you even know what happened right in yeah. in the UFC and MMA we have uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson who does essentially the same thing where he, he's gonna he's gonna come in and he's gonna hit you with two things and hit you with a kick on the way out and then you're gonna realize what happened. Right, yeah. and that's that's exactly. that's exciting to watch. That's the only question I had, Steve. Uh, please, if I think of more, I'll jump in. I, I'm good at that. This has been a wonderful conversation to sit in on. So yeah. the crazy, the crazy <laughs> like Zach and I met. Uh, what has it been? Two years? Two years? Two, ago? two and a half years? Something like that. And uh, Zach had always enjoyed MMA, and then he'd he'd been a uh, a boxing uh, fan, and we've you know that talking about fighting can build a relationship right we have yeah. our disagreements on a great deal of many things, th- everything we, essentially yeah, many things many things <laughs> well, we almost got into a fight at a hot dog stand one day i was like this is okay, it okay, <laughs> okay, okay. no relish on hot dogs steve we went over this but the one, the one thing we agree on in regards to fighting and i want to pick your brain on this and i think zach alluded to it with this question man is uh the evolution of fighting right sure. yeah. so we had jack johnson back in the day Right. Then we move. We got we got Muhammad Ali. 
We got Sugar Ray. And we got both iterations of Sugar Ray. I don't want to disrespect the original and that that can't. And so we get to this place now, man, where where we're at. We see Tiafimo Lopez, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people... And I don't want to put you on the hot seat here, but I, I wanted hey, to get I, 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 the hot seat. <laughs> so we see a, we see a talent like Tiafimo Lopez come up, man. And, you know, there was a lot of stuff that went with his rise. Obviously, there's always been an interesting dynamic in boxing with the father son training. His dad, yeah. not a man I would want to square up with. I can tell that that man can handle himself. And he, yeah. he, he talks breezy like that for a reason. Yeah. But you see Tiafimo and then you see the fight with Lomachenko. Where did you watch that fight? Yes, of yes, of course. Yeah, I'm a big Lomachenko fan, and I I, I knew Tiafimo had some star power in them. Yes. Yeah, so I, so here's what I, I got to put you in the hot seat. I'm going to take their trainers out. Let me okay. ask you a question. What were you thinking after the first round? Your initial thoughts looking at that fight? Um, it 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 was you know I was as surprised as everybody else because you know I'm a I'm a Tiafimo fan, but I can I, I can honestly say that I was leaning more towards Lomachenko, kind of like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, and so by the first round, you know, I'm with the peoples, and I'm like, yeah, you know, this is what Loma do. You know, he always tests the water. By the second round, he's still fainting. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is he just he just trying to. By the third round, he's still fainting. I'm like, it's. Any minute now, by the fourth <laughs> round, I'm like, okay, he's confused. <laughs> if you're still, if you're still fainting by the fourth round, it's time to ring the, it's time to ring the, 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 the bell. Like the, 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 the alarm's going off. Like there's a problem. Like yeah. you, there's not that much fainting in the world. That means you're confused. And right. what I believe it, it was is that Tiafimo punches with a lot of pop. And um, uh, 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 Lomachenko was catching those punches on his arms, even though he was blocking. And it was enough to send it signal, send a signal to his brain, like he's hitting pretty hard. Right. And, and you know, and he didn't want to get hit with one of those things in the early off because he seen he had a lot of pop, and it kept him, you know, uh, off the gas pedal until too late. And I think that's going to be one of those fights that harm him because right. It, it's, he started too late, you know, yeah. it could have been different if he would have just said, fuck it. Let me see what happens and threw caution to the wind. But I believe the poisonous of Tiafimo, the pop, his reaction time, which is his true gift. Yeah. Kid, the twitch. Yeah. His fast twitch muscles are ridiculously, um, I mean, it's almost mutant level. And, yeah. um, and I think, uh, Lomachenko quickly picked that up. He had like, 465 fights so it's not nothing he's never seen so he immediately gathered that and it kept him at bay um kind of nervous of jumping in and he threw that fight away and uh it's going to haunt him it's going to yeah. haunt him it's crazy it's crazy because i was watching it man and uh, i drew some parallels and i would love to hear your thoughts on this canelo versus mayweather right mm-hmm. now this was a fight that everyone no one wants to get mayweather credit on this they're like in retrospect they're like the fight happened too early in canelo's career i couldn't mm-hmm. tell by the way they had gassed this fight up right exactly. i couldn't tell that it happened too early but we see a young canelo come in and this is where i'm really going to put you in a hot seat canelo fought one way before mayweather can I get your impressions after that Mayweather fight? Did he get the rub and did something change in Canelo after that Mayweather oh, yeah. fight? Sure. 
for sure. I, I, I believe if you can talk to Canelo now, he would probably not even classify the Mayweather fight as a loss at the more. Because right. I think he gathered um, <clears throat> so much because he went in there, the gunner, and got right. outgunned. And what he, what he left with was a total respect for defense. And because mm-hmm. he was supposed to go in there and bomb Mayweather to smithereens, <laughs> and Mayweather, <laughs> Mayweather gave him nothing to bomb. Like he kept, yeah. he kept moving the village so he could never napalm the village. So he now we see Canelo. Canelo is highly defensive, highly right. like highly mm-hmm. in like incredibly defensive, and it's only made him a monster because the guns were already there. He already had the bullets. Now he yeah. knows how to hide behind the bush and shoot you with the bullet. He's a totally different monster no more. He's no longer standing in Broad Street with a cannon that right. you can see him. He's hiding with the cannon. And that's a terrible thing. And that's, you know, he, by far, he has to probably be um, the most intelligent man in boxing right now just because of the Mayweather clash and what he right. took from it. You know? So the crazy thing is, all right, so let me, let me backtrack. Let's get back on you for a second. You, I think, I think the young brother's name is uh, Burley Wolf. I want to say the what's the young brother's name? That Wolf, Wolf, Wolf Burley. Wolf Burley. So I saw. I had to do some digging to find this. You put up the clip that you have when you guys went to go do the amateurs, and then I, I think I was able to find another point of view, like of someone that was at that same fight. Uh-huh. You as a trainer, man, uh, I got to give you respect because I know that you walked in there, and I. I can tell you off air how I know this stuff. I won't put it out on blast. I know you walked in there with some stuff to prove yeah. and the way people were coming at you, cats, you're, and the way you were yeah. training this young brother. How good did it feel? And if you get a chance, go to Light's channel, like, share, and subscribe. All of those fights are up on this playlist. How yeah. did it feel watching him get that win? I know he had won fights prior to that, but that one in particular. Oh, man, that was a big win. Um, when he came to me, he had lost his he had lost a fight by a, a technical knockout, and he was like, you know, could you make sure this never happened? And I was like, buddy, you in the right hands now, because one thing we do, we lose, but we ain't going. We they they will not be carrying anybody out, and I can say through my whole amateur run, none of my boys ever got knocked out. We lost, but right. we never got knocked out. Nobody ever got hurt. So, um. The buildup to that was um, you won't be able to do that in the MMA. And um, right. I had, you know, seen a couple of MMA fights and, you know, and I was like, you know, defense can work anywhere. That's always going to be my my thing. Like, you, there's a place, there's never a place defense cannot work, like where you can say defense is unnecessary. So um, when I went there, uh, you know, there was a little naysayers, but there was the, the, the mixed martial art crowd is a yeah. way better crowd than the boxing <laughs> crowd, I must say. When I used to walk into the boxing jump-offs, those young guys used to run up on me like, yo, so how much you weigh? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down. Hey, I'm, like, I'm not fighting. <laughs> Got me messed up. Calm down. But in, oh, in, the, in, in the mixed martial art match, there was this one big guy, and he looked across the room, and he said, who brought Light Burley in here? And he came across the room, and he picked me up. <laughs> I mean, he was... <laughs> it's the kid ripped me... He he could have broke me in half like a Chico stick. Like he was like, he was real deal. And I'm, he was like, yo, I watch all of your videos. You are the real shit. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, brother. So the, the, the energy was way different.
different than what I because these are monsters. These are guys yeah. like they got the cauliflower ears. They looking like yeah. like juggernauts. <laughs> you know, nothing <laughs> like the boxing thing. So to see what we were up against and um like because I had tried to talk Wolf Burley out of it. Like I told him, I said, I think you should be a boxer, man. Fuck this MMA shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, look yeah, dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Look like somebody can get hurt in here. But yeah. he wanted to do it. <laughs> so the victory was oh man, it it was it was um it, it was another cap in the feather, but it was another boost to 52 for all of the people who said that we couldn't do it or, 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 you know, cause that's what that, that had became the thing is that, um, you can do all of these moves, but are you serious enough to put your money where your mouth is? And I think that was a fair question from anybody. Right. You know, I didn't take it as a, you know, a lot of guys took it as a hit, but I took it as a challenge. And um, that's Amen. the reason I, I've flown around the world, no, partly around the world, mm -hmm. um, defending 52. Like, when I went to Denmark, they politely tried to fuck me up. Like, it was, <laughs> you know what I'm like, like with, with smiles, with like, with, like, Denmark smiles on their face trying to kick my ass. Like, so. <laughs> they're, they're, serious with their, they're serious with their kickboxing Ooh. out there. They're very serious. That is a group of people I don't want to you piss know, off. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Their bike system out there is tremendous. Everybody rides a fucking bike. So everybody's calf muscle looks like baby Huey. Like it's like it's like everybody, even the women. Even the women. That's right. So let me tell you, in kickboxing, it's so serious. Like their leg power is ridiculous. They bike everywhere. So it, it, it was really, you know, a good challenge, but that's what I was I was telling the other um 52 block guys like these are the things we're going to have to do to present our art because reminiscing ain't going to get it like you know yeah respect to those brothers from the past that you know is doing catching pitches and all of that good stuff but it's 2021 like what are we doing mm -hmm. now like so you know um that was my mission and this is brought me to where i'm at now and i'm 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 proud of my fighters and you know it, it takes a lot for a young man to get in the ring believe in what you taught them and yeah. you know and and getting up <laughs> and getting boobob like i had a lot of times you know young burley he came back to the corner and he was winning the fight and he sat down he was shaking like a leaf and i yeah. had to go into one of my uh moments like rocky i'm like get yourself together <laughs> you're winning the fight <laughs> Shut the fuck down. like you gotta you know, you gotta as a coach, you gotta be like, you know, you're like you, you like Pull you got together. a lot of different hats on your head. So yeah. you know, you gotta know what to say at the right moment or you could like, you know, take his his steam from him. True. So um I, I'm 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 truly blessed to have all of those moments to uh, you know, the yeah. Muay Thai my Muay Thai homie, Mr. Knock Measy listening, he came down to the park. We had beefed on the internet for like a year. And it was like, it's time to get it in. <laughs> and uh, we came down and um, he, he he had some tall legs. Like, I, I, I really didn't miscalculate it. I think his legs started somewhere under here. And <laughs> I thought I was way out of range. And he kicked me right in my chin. It was like, wow. And I was like, oh, okay, this is real. Let's go. And, we, and you know, years, <laughs> now, years later, we, you know, that's my brother, you know, and, um, it, it's, you, it was true. You guys did a video with each other friends. too, right? Huh? You guys did a video with each other too, huh? right? You guys did a video yeah, with each other. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's 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 my brother. You know, sometimes you gotta 
meet on the battlefield to know who who each other are and we you know it was a lot of respect after that and we you know to this day we're still very close but all of those moments were necessary like it was all tests for 52 you know what can be used like you're not going to use all blocks like you said against a low kick like what do you do yeah. for a low kick you know now you're thinking more like footwork right. footwork the 52 not the shape because if you stand there throwing up a skull and bones, you're gonna get your leg chopped. So you know, it, you know, I had to dealing with other arts gave me, you know, uh, a broader view of like what can be used at what time. Like if you end up on the ground, you're not skull and bones and nothing. Like it's on. No. You better know some wrestling. <laughs> it's time to go to the jujitsu class. Like I don't like one guy asked me. He said, "Well, so what happens if you end up on the ground?" I said, well, then we're going to be wrestling. Like, you know, <laughs> like, well, what do you expect? Like, what do you think I'm going to be down there doing this? Like, you know, say, nah. <laughs> I'm going to be trying to choke the life out of you. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, we're going to switch gears. And that's that's what Bruce was talking. That's what the whole message behind Bruce Lee is that you can't force the fight. You right. know, if, you're, if you stay in the punching mind while I'm pulling you to the ground, then it's going to be your bad day. Because you didn't know how to switch gears. Like, oh, shit. Time to go to the wrestling. Oh, mm -hmm. kicking range. Oh, punch range. You know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. you don't understand the ranges, you'll be in kicking range. For the know, whole day. And uh, uh, thinking you safe. <laughs> you know, like I was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Like, I'm not going to get into it, but uh, I, have, I have felt a shin across the head. And I know that sweet feeling oh. when you wake up and you look at the person looking at you. And you're like, coach, how do they do? And they're like, yeah. No, that's not that's nice. it. <laughs> it's that's it for you, kid. Nice. So here's nice. another here's here's another question I want to ask you. Now I want to ask you some boxing questions, man. So you know who Greg Jackson is, the uh, John Jones's uh, head coach, one of his head mm -hmm. coaches, Greg Jackson. Okay, yeah, I heard that. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. All right, so I'm gonna draw a parallel between you and he. There was a documentary they made about John Jones' this whole gym, right? And there's Greg Jackson and there's uh, Wink John. Uh, Winkle John, uh, Winkle John, he's the the stand up coach, and so everyone gave him Greg Jackson a lot of trouble when he transitioned into MMA from grappling because he had never competed in the level where they could see before. There was no proof that any of the things that he taught people could be verified, other than like, hey, your fighters are out there doing it. So we don't even know, like, if you can do these things. Uh huh. Someone came at you with that energy once, yeah, and I, <laughs> but. I don't think that they were aware of your own journey. So I'm going to tell the people that I've seen a video of you. I don't know how old this video is, but you went to uh -huh. various different martial arts tournaments with yes. boxing gloves on. Can you tell me about yeah. that, brother? <laughs> oh, man. We walked in there like we came straight out the park while everybody was wearing their wushu clothes. <laughs> <laughs> everybody had on their, 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 their Chinese slippers and stuff. But uh, no, it was like that was another part of the journey was that you know, um, I, I, I believe that I needed that experience because you can spar, you can um, you can drill, you know, you can practice your techniques, but um, competing there's nothing like that because now you're you're in, now you're um, dealing with another level of fighting that that sometimes sparring can do it, but drills can't, which is the chemical right. reaction that happens when it comes time to fight, adrenaline in your blood. Endorphin means cutting off your nerves and your body damn near going into shock. So right. competing is good at this because you're going against someone you don't know. Like when I was fighting this guy, I could hear, 
I think it was his mother or something, or maybe his grandmother, and he she was like, "Fuck him up, John." She was telling John to fuck me up. Like, so you're hearing all of this, you know what I'm saying? You're under these lights, and there's nothing like that. So I jumped into the competitions. I was like, I want to see, you know, what's going to happen. And I didn't. I wasn't just one like they had to fight. Then they would have the kung fu, like the cheese sal, the bagua, the push hands. And yeah. usually what happened is the those guys didn't compete in the fighting, and the fighting guys didn't really do that. They was like, oh, that's bullshit. I came to fight. I right. was one of the guys that I was I, I was there, I was there for all of it. I was there for all of it. So I would fight and then go do the push hands and go do the cheese sal tournament. Cause I wanted to see there too. Like, mm-hmm. is this a kung fu fantasy? Like, you right. know, what can I happen? And it was, oh yeah, I, I brought it to them in, in the in the Wing Chun. I caused quite a stir. Like, uh, yes. there was, was one coach, and his students were in the tour in the in the tournament, and I was beating one of his students, and he was talking to me. And as I was talking to him, I said, "It's it's his the way it's the way he's standing. He has no base." And I hit him, and he flew off the table, and he was so mad. He was so mad at me. He made me do. <laughs> He did not like my he did not like my style. <laughs> and uh he made me do one match as the decider. He said, do it with one hand. I said, one hand, let's go. So I got crazy with one hand. I, I showed him that wing chunk of magic with one and he was like, All right, we can't stop this guy. <laughs> this is like we we threw everything at him. And um it, it like I said, those moments were good because then I seen what Wing Chung could be good for in real time, mm-hmm. which was the grappling. Like, right. it's good for grappling. That Fook style, Quan style, you're not going to have enough time to get that off. Look at MMA. Like, yeah. when are you going to have time for this? Like, do you yeah. see a jab? <laughs> do you know what a jab is? Like, do you think you can, you, you know, you're not, it's just not going to happen. And, and at this tournament, I was seeing other kung fu fantasies fail like one guy who did drunk boxing he had his whole family with him he had the wife the kids they all at the ringside now in Thai, because we was fighting Thai, and all it meant was elevated platform you're fighting on the platform sure. so they could throw you off so um we're on the platform so you're on the platform and if you fall to the ground it's six points you know you get six points if you throw the guy to the ground now you right. know with drunks fighting they throw themselves to the ground. So as they did the pose, he did this, and he threw himself to the ground. The ref ran over there and said, six points. So he was beating himself. <laughs> like he, he totally threw the whole match away, throwing himself to the ground, and he kept giving the other guy six points. And his family was just standing on the side, and I'm looking around like, does anybody see this but me? Like, this is crazy. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it was it was kung fu fantasies failing right in front of your face <laughs> you know it just you know this is and you know the guy that won the heavyweight division um because i was in like the welterweight division he and this was against everybody his move was he ducked under your punch he grabbed right. your legs he picked you up he walked you over to the end of the late tide platform and threw you all face first. He won everything. <laughs> that one technique could not be stopped. 
know I've the competition. I've seen this technique in the hood. Like, this, that technique yeah. wins in the hood yeah. all day. Yeah. I've seen it right next to the Waffle House. Like, they do it all the time. And he, like, he cleaned everybody's clock with one move. <laughs> It's like an old school Tekken character. <laughs> See, his whole move was I pick things up, I put them down. And that's all he did the whole time. He picked you up, he put you down on your face. That was it. That was his whole technique. He didn't kick, he didn't punch. <laughs> and he defeated everybody. <laughs> everybody. Speaking so, of... Like, uh... so Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, brother. No, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, because I wanted to ask you, man. Speaking of simplicity, man, like, all right, Burley, I want I want first answer. You keep it 100% with me. All the time. We're going to talk about a heavyweight, and it just made, this is off the top of my head. Tyson Fury. What are you thinking about, Ty what do you think about Tyson Fury? I've been waiting to ask you this question, like, so I got to ask you a follow-up question about his greatest rival. Oh, uh, Tyson. Tyson. Tyson Fury is amazing, like, you know, um, I, uh, you know, because of everything that's being said, I, I understand, like, somebody came to me and said Tyson Fury could have cheated. Right. He's a gypsy. And that's not to knock no gypsies. <laughs> I'm not knocking gypsies. No offense. Right, 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 right. Let me make sure you get me wrong. Let me clarify me no on this. I'm not knocking stuff. gypsies. But it's kind of the same thing with Italians in the mob, you know, is that they they do have um they they have some ways. So it's possible and in boxing, cheating happens. So it is very yeah. possible. But all that aside. He was boxing since he was six. He fought in bare knuckle fights. That's why they call him the Gypsy King. You get called the Gypsy King by winning bare knuckle fights. He knows what the fuck he's doing. He is a high level chess player of defense. And he proves that defense is real. Like he when I first seen Tyson Fury, I was like, who is this big doofy guy in the ring? This like he's gonna like he's he's not gonna stand he's not gonna he has no he's no way he's gonna laugh. And he's in there making people miss. And then I have really had to zoom in, like, hold on. <laughs> this guy's no doofus. This is a high technician. And he is a high level technician. As far as levels, no, Deontay Wilder is not on his level, can never You're be. Talking. Deontay Wilder is a Cinderella story. He came into boxing when he was 19. He did right. not even want to box. You He's know, football. Tyson Fury was boxing when he was six. The same thing I said about Khalid wrestling bears. Tyson right. Fury, his name was Tyson because his father named him mm -hmm. after Tyson. Like, right. <laughs> like he was kind of like they ordained to do what he's doing. So, like, uh, Deontay's not on this level. No, I, I believe even all cheating aside, a straight-up fight, he cannot beat Tyson. He has to knock him out. And the problem with Tyson is if he knows your weapon, yeah. it's going to be very hard to knock him out. Sure. So what would you do with 52 in mind and the training in mind? What would you do to salvage Deontay? And then, you know, don't send this man any hate mail. Can he be salvaged? Oh, is the well, question. Yes. yes like okay. I said, he, he's a Cinderella story. Like, no matter what happens to Deontay Wilder, if anybody knows his story, you all you can do is stand and applaud. Like, his daughter had, like, a, 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 a some type of disease or something. Right. He didn't have enough money. He jumped into boxing. He became a multimillionaire. 
got his daughter hooked up. Yep. Like, you know, like his right, story right. is really totally yeah, insane. Won, like, an, a so, bronze medal in the Olympics two years into boxing yeah. or something. Yeah. Yes. Like incredible yes. story. Like, incredible story there. So he can be salvaged. And if it was me, if I was in this corner, it would be in the footwork. Like I, like in the beginning, Deontay Wilder used to bounce around like a spider. I loved him, but he yeah. still was very raw, but he was all over the place. What happened to him is what happens to most and everything in that bank. I'm going to get him with the big right. punch. Mm-hmm. And right. they throw away like before. Look at Deontay Wilder before he knew he had a big punch. He was all over the place. He was a spider. He was yeah. in and out this way. He was using his jab more. He did a lot of things better in the beginning before he knew he had that big punch. So what I would do is I would take his mind off the big punch and focus it other places because that's how he has to beat Tyson. He would have to, you now have to hide the right hand because Tyson knows you're going to throw it. So we got to build up maybe your left hook, get to you throwing more left hooks. So he starts worrying about trying to get out the way of the left hook and runs right into the right hand. And then you can start getting them then. So, you know, like I said, 52 is big besides blocks. So I would use more of the trap and the footwork, like learning how to cut off the ring to catch Tyson because Tyson knows how to use the side doors very well. Like he slips out the side door very quickly. So if you don't know how to cut off the ring, you'll spend the whole fight chasing them, which Deontay did the first fight. Yeah. And after him, the whole fight instead of cutting off the ring and trapping. So that would be my, um, that would be the drills we would run on because the punches is there, you know, and he can definitely still be salvaged. But it's, it's you know, it's not an overnight sport. Like, you know, it's not these things that you need to do. Like, once again, you're going against your brain. And yeah. if your brain already has a particular habit, it's the reason why you stay there. It's the reason why, you know, if you smoke cigarettes and you try to quit, it's your brain trying to, your, your mind trying to keep you in that place. Like, all right, you, you know, you took a break. You you deserve a cigarette. Come on now. You know, your friend just passed away. Go on to smoke one. And, you know, you, and you fall back into that trap. So it's very hard to fix that in a matter of weeks or months, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, I, I, I think he, he can still definitely be salvaged because he has an equalizer. He has the one thing that can turn the fight around at any given mm-hmm. moment, which is, you know, the reason why people love boxing. Like, people don't really love invincibility or, right. uh, you know, people that are 0, 50, and 0 because it makes you, it puts you in this realm of you're not human and nobody wants to believe that. So, and it's not true, really. It's really not true that, you know, you've just been navigated to be 50 and 0. You may have fought a fighter that if you were to fought him, he would have yeah. fucked you up. And your and your whole team knew it. So they kind of navigate you through yeah, this thing. Through. So, you know, um, you know, I, I think that uh, uh, Deontay uh, would need um, – a lot more uh, uh, fights that he, because he's getting older, that he doesn't have to catch up with uh, Tyson. I just don't believe it can happen. Um, I believe the next fight would still go the same way. It's just not enough time to really correct it. But, you know, 
like I said, he got the equalizer, so he can always <laughs> get that off and, and still win the fight. But Tyson is so so defensive, and he knows what he's yeah. going to do. He's got his number. Hard. Yeah, and that's that. That's the reason why I drill my students so hard because I tell them like it has to go for for your technique to work. It has to go past your mind and into your muscle memory. Like it has yeah. to be something that just happens. Like if I have to think about, oh shit, the right hand's coming. Let me throw my skull and bones. I'm already punched in my face. Like, yeah, fight a fight is a millisecond. So. You have to just almost smell the punches coming and then throw up your block and, and you're catching. So there, there's a whole awareness that's so deep that the muscle memory is a slow memory. Like your mind may have it. Like you may see the technique like, okay, I duck under, throw the hook. Yeah. But until you put it in the muscle memory, mm-hmm. you'll still be getting clocked upside your head and you won't be ducking under nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, you'll be falling back into mantis stuff. <laughs> like, well, so, that's, why you, that's why you got this far. <laughs> last, last question, man. And then I want yeah. to give you a chance to promote any projects coming up. Light, if you, so it's just you. It's the people. Yes, sir. You have one opportunity to tell them about 52 and what it means to you. What would you say about it, man? And what has it done for you, brother? Oh, man. Like, uh, well, you know, I, 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 I just did an interview not too long ago, and I talked about uh, uh, Red Days. And um, 52 has, you know, uh, give me, given me my Malcolm X mo- movement now, mm-hmm. a moment where um, – it's totally uh, changed the path I was on to where I'm at now, to where I've been not, not only was I able to help bring back an art that I fell in love with when I was young, but it's became a movement and, um, and a cultural movement, an American movement, which is big too. I, I, I like to, I like a lot of people say 52 is from Africa. This is true. You know, the source, it's the source of everything. A lot of things can be traced back, but we got to give our flowers to the people over here, the American fighters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, the, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? We got to have yeah. our flowers. This, this is an American fighting system, and you got you got to have some patriotic, some patriotism with that. And so um, that the movement has became, um, and then what it means as an artist self, which is self preservation. I think no other art. Um, of killing the man in front of you more than fifty-two. Every mm-hmm. art says to to get through your your opponent. You know, boxing says punch him into oblivion. You know, jujitsu says choke the shit out of him. Muay Thai <laughs> says kick his head off. Fifty-two is the one art that says I won't let you hurt me. Mm. And so it has nothing about killing the man in front of you, which I think is a real deep concept like when mm-hmm. i read the book of five rings and they talk about musashi how he stopped chopping heads off and started fighting with a wooden sword because he was started seeing like if i kill you how do you ever get the lesson like right. you don't there's no lesson learned if i just chop your head off so he started beating people upside their head with a wooden stick so you left with these knots <laughs> and you went to go home <laughs> and learn from like how did i get this knot over here so um, I think no other art that I've ever studied says that more than 52, which is 
it's not about killing the man in front of you. It's about self-preservation. So um, it, it's it's made me a philosopher, <laughs> philosophical with it, with it because of fifty two. So you know it, it's <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's 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 everything right now for me. It's 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 become you know not only my source of income. Like you know, uh, I I told my teacher one time like you know um, uh, I do martial arts. He was like, no, you don't. I make a living off of martial arts. Like I'm not a Amen. plumber. I'm not a carpenter. I teach martial arts. And I can say that now is that I'm not a carpenter, I'm not a plumber. <laughs> I'm a 24 hour, <laughs> uh, all year round martial artist. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be that cause it gives me uh, a freedom that mm. is, that I require. So 52 Amen. is everything. It's giving Amen. me a life. Amen. Folks, this has been an amazing show with the Mr. Yes, Light sir. Burley. Burley, yes, let the people know where they can find you. Let them know okay. what you got okay. coming up. All right. The website, lightburley.com, digital downloads, eight digital downloads, a book, digital books. I'm, work, I'm working on the new digital book, uh, 52 Blocks, all about breaking down the blocks. Um, I have online courses now, the first online course learn-martialarts.com I consider that that is the beginning and now mm -hmm. I've come out with the advanced bare knuckle because everybody mm -hmm. kept saying yo why you wear gloves though so I came up with a bare knuckle course <laughs> and you can find that at uh, advanced <laughs> advanced .com. Um the YouTube channel is 52 blocks info uh, Instagram, like Burley 52, Facebook, Charlie Burley 52, at line 347-816-5357. If you just want to call and talk about martial arts, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. You know, I'm with it. I'm with the shits. And, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah, <laughs> you can find me there. And, um, I, I, I've, I've relocated from New York to Georgia. So now I'm in Georgia teaching down here so if any georgians hear this and want to come learn the art of 52 blocks search me out i'm down here amen Very nice. zach take us out buddy <sighs> ladies and gentlemen this was talking with a dad episode 86 remember to check us out on twitter facebook instagram all of your favorite podcasting platforms talking with a dad.com and shout out the audio listeners you guys are great as always thank you